2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Jones. Bowen, He's got it. England have
0: won the World Cup by the barest of margins. Stokes flashes it away through the covers for four. And England have won the match.
1: Hello and welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket and the final day of the Lord's Test Match, the LV Insurance Test Series between England and India. India are one up. Who would have thought that? What a bizarre day's cricket. What a brilliant day's cricket from an Indian perspective. What a rather sad day from an English perspective. We began the day with England favourites and by the end it was only a matter of time before India polished England off. I mean, the range of emotions during the day, the way the game ebbed and flowed, I suppose, in a way, summed up the match overall. Well, first thing to say, brilliant Test match. Absolutely
0: fabulous game of cricket. As you say, that ebbed and flowed and kept us captivated uh, throughout. After the first day, if you said in India we're going to win this Test match... Well, I wouldn't have argued with you, because I thought that's exactly what was going to happen. After four days, I thought England were favourites. India did have a chance still, and the draw was a long way out. But, there were, you know, there were times during the day we thought, well, this is going to be a draw. And then India were just absolutely irresistible. Uh, well, firstly with the bat. And then with the ball, brilliant Test match. Virat Kohli said it was one of India's best, certainly one of the best that he's been involved with. I mean, I think one of the things about today is they really showed what a good side they are. They they brushed England aside, fantastic display. But what a what a really chastening day for England that is.
1: Mm, I mean, it really did reveal uh, the the England soft underbelly, which actually. I suppose normally you'd think an underbelly is the middle order, but it actually it was the top order uh, that is the soft bit at the moment. And again, uh, the openers failed to deliver. Uh, both openers out for a duck. I mean, we can talk later about what that means for the likes of Dominic Sibley going forwards, but it was an appalling start uh, as England have become used to, exposing Root again to the new ball and to the the pressure. And I also think that in India's actual intelligence with the ball rather outshone England on the day. The turning point for the match, and certainly the day, was undoubtedly that uh, partnership between Mohammed Shami and, and Jasper Broomra, two men who average, I think, a combination of 13 with the bat in Test Grade before today. Certainly, Broomra's uh, batting average, Test batting average is three. Shami's is about 11, but. You know, even he's a little bit uh, probably flattered by that, and they put on eighty nine, and you know England just lost the plot. And to be to Joe Rue's great credit, and we'll hear from him uh, uh, in a, a little while on this podcast, he did actually accept the blame for it, which I thought was you know very noble of him in a way.
0: Well, yeah, re- really honest uh, interview that he gave to both the BBC and, and Sky afterwards saying, yeah, I, I, I shoulder the blame, my, my tactics uh, were wrong. I think what we should do is just uh, deconstruct what those those tactics uh, were, mm. yours, um, Basically, uh, India were 182 ahead, eight down. And what they did is they pushed the field back for for, for Bumrah. There, there were six fielders on the boundary. Now bear in mind that the ball was relatively new. That England were on top. They got rid of Pant early, which is a you know a, a really fabulous boost for them and a beautiful ball as well from Robinson to get rid of Ishant
1: Sharma. A slower ball, and then the the field was was set back here's, deep. You, here's you, the field if you're watching on video. Here is the field which I took from uh, side on the grandstand, uh, and there is you know this is extraordinary, isn't it? There were six men on the boundary. You can see three uh, three men deep, fine leg, deep square leg, and deep mid wicket, and there was also a, a, a sort of fine third man and two men on the offside boundary. So bizarre. Even more strangely, no slip. The only man anywhere near the bat was Joe Root at gully. And everybody else scattered in all directions, as if it was uh, Chris Gale batting. I mean, just bizarre. Or if it was a hundred match, it was some. I mean, basically, yeah. what it was,
0: they 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 had just assumed that uh, if they sort of bowled in at the body of Jasper Bumrah, he would slog it up in the air. I mean, he, to be fair, he did have a lot of luck early on. There was a lot of swiping and, and missing uh, you know, you know, balls, just missing the bat, going through the wicketkeeper, just missing him. He was clonked on the head twice. And it looked only a matter of time, but of course, you got a bit of confidence just from staying in, and when everyone's back, you you can you you, you do have the option sometimes of just being able to push one, and that ticks the board over. And it was just gradually, gradually going in India's favour. At the other end, Shami I thought played splendidly. I mean, that was a fine innings by uh, Mohammed Shami, and the one extra cover drive he played was one of the sh- shots of the match. I mean, it was <laughs> it's better than anything uh, Virat Kohli uh, has come up with in this game. It, you know, it was it was wonderful batting from Shami and, and real common sense as well. But it it was It happened because England had the field back what 's wrong when you 've got hmm. uh, what nine and ten out there with the new ball newish ball just squeezing putting some pressure on okay, have one man out, have one man out cow corner for boomer if he connects, but is he going to keep on doing it i don 't think so, uh, but it, th- there was no no pressure on him. he did no. have some luck. they got away, and you know it, it sort of it, the, the, the cards came down pretty quickly. The old house of cards came down pretty quickly and the, the you know the pressure that was on India was, was straight back on on England. As it happened, though, yours, of course, bizarrely, and I know this is not... You, you can't always draw this uh, equation when, when you look at it, is the, the fact that, actually, India had enough runs after four days. They won this... They bowled England out for 120 and they are 152 <laughs> ahead. So, you know, all that fanning around in the morning session, actually, well... Not really irrelevant because, of course, what it did was it just changed the whole psychological balance of the game. But it is perverse, isn't it? We thought uh, India didn't have enough runs overnight, but they ended up winning by 151 runs. And England bowled out for 120. I was
1: uh, sat in a box with uh, some quite famous cricketers, actually. and this, I'm not deliberately name-dropping here. I'm just sort of intimating the, the, the bafflement on the faces of Mike Brearley, Kumar Sangakara and Sarah Ganguly, amongst others. Who all just couldn't fathom the the tactics England had with no slip and men scattered all around the boundary and the bowlers charging in to bowl short and at the head and no balls aimed at the stumps hardly any balls aimed at the stumps now I, you know i have been in that sort of situation before where you've got nine and ten who are not great but they do occasionally land the bat on the straight ball And they slice it or skim it or snick it in various odd directions. And you do get quite quickly frustrated. And you think, well, you know, a couple of short balls, that'll rough them up. And then we can polish them off with a a good straight ball. But bowlers leave their basics behind in those situations. There's a red mist sort of descends on you. And you charge in faster and faster and you bowl more and more short uh, thinking the batsman's bound to hit one up in the air and they slice it over the keeper's head or miss it completely or it ricochets off a bit of the bat or the body for runs and suddenly you've lost your your natural rhythm and you don't stick to the basics and what what often happens you bowl a couple of good balls they edge it or miss it and then you think well I bowl a Yorker or a bounce, and that'll do them. And actually, you lose your basic rhythm and your basic line and length around off stump, and start trying other things. And it just gets worse and worse. And then, of course, the the, the batsmen, the tail enders, who've got a, got away with a few lucky edges initially, suddenly think, "Well, oh, there's no slips here. There's no short legs. I, I'll just play normally." And they play normally, and and actually, the the, the partnership starts to develop. There was just a horrible lack of orthodox field settings and straight deliveries hitting the stumps. And, you know, it's funny, but when you are in that situation at times, you can't see the wood for the trees. When you're sitting on the sidelines and, you know, you're old and and completely knackered, you can see what you should have done.
0: Yeah, and that goes back to that. Remember that earpiece that, that Bob Warmer uh, used with Hansi Cronin in the 1999 World Cup? We are going back in the day now. I mean, that, that idea of someone who's cool on the, you know, and calculated on, on the touchline, uh, saying to the, the captain out in the middle, you know, this is what we need to do. And you know, I think everyone up in the commentary boxes were utterly baffled by what was going on out there in the middle with the, with the field set back. setback. Now, wh- why do you think it happened? I think the one element is that they, they sort of just... Boomer had played in that way at Trent Bridge and he, you know, he was swatting and scything, and you know, you, you think boundary catch is, is a reasonable uh, option. But I wonder whether it also had something to do with the fact that on uh, Saturday. That Bumrah was bowling short of Jimmy Anderson, and he hit him on the helmet. I wonder whether there was a, a bit of right, and there's a lot of chat out there. There's a lot of needle in this match. Whether there was a bit of we want to get back at him a bit, you know, we we want to show him we're not going to be bullied. And you know, I wonder if there was an element of, of that involved in the tactics as well, as well as thinking, yeah, that's
1: where we're going to get him. We're going to get him swiping caught deep midwicket, top edge, or deep back of square leg, top edge. Mm, I mean the trouble is it just becomes a lottery when you have a field like that and the bowlers haven't got any when you've got the field scattered in all directions there's no obvious plan it's difficult to bowl to that field because there's no sort of obvious route to bowl or, or, or kind of direction to bowl in or length to bowl in because you've got fielders literally in all directions so I mean, whether it's you do get consumed by emotion a bit at times, and yeah, there were some words exchanged, and you you get heated up, and I suppose it's a good example. Actually, I said to Mike really at one point, "Why aren't bowlers captains?" And he sort of pointed to to what was happening on the field, and said, "Well, you know, you can see that they're getting so wound up that that's." Probably the reason why bowlers are often, or fast bowlers anyway, are not captains. I mean, it was just a sad uh, hour and a half from an England perspective, absolutely glorious from an Indian perspective, and changed the match completely. And obviously, not only did it give India that cushion of runs, and they could declare just after the interval, but it also gave them momentum, self-belief, and the knowledge that England now couldn't win. And if, if they hit a couple of good balls early on and got uh, early wickets, there was a great chance India could win, which is what happened.
0: Yeah, two early wickets. I mean, England were one for two, both Sibley and Burns out for nought. And that's the first time that both England openers have been out for naught in a test match in England. Uh, it was a really sorry start. And, and, and actually... Uh, well, the first time ever. Yeah, the first time. It's happened abroad, but it's really? not happened It's not happened in this country that the both England oh, openers have been out, out for naught in, in um, out, both openers out for naught in a, in a test match innings, and, and Virat Kohli was asked. He said, when, "When did you think you could win the match?" And he said, "When well, we got those two early wickets." I mean, it's such a lift, isn't it? The, the whole psychology of the day changed round so quickly. And, you know, in, England supporters will, will, will look back over the, you know, the years of test cricket. You know, some, some people are saying this is one of the worst days for English test cricket ever, and, and actually the turnaround—it did feel like that. I mean, the England were brushed aside. Their bowlers brushed aside by India's tail, smacked around, 89 partnership, and then rolled over, steamrolled by India's uh, four-man pace attack. It it was so brutal and and ruthless, and and England sort of felt helpless, and it was was a, a crushing victory. Uh, for for England uh, for India, 100, 151 runs, uh, and mm. it, it, it was that feeling of just changing around uh, so quickly, and yeah, yeah. and, 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 and you, you could sense you could sense it happening as well. Once mm. they got those two early you could sense England were right on the back foot psychologically as
1: well. Uh, they started uh, and finished the match superbly. India didn't they with basic, good quality, sensible, simple cricket. 126 uh, for the first wicket, having been put into bat in difficult conditions. They played just serenely well, sticking to the basics. And then, uh, actually, they finished the match off. Those last two wickets, the last two crucial wickets, uh, Ollie Robinson, a slower ball from Boomer around the wicket, hitting the stumps, LBW. And then Jimmy Anderson, clean bowled by one that just shaved the, the off stump. So, you know, sticking to the basics, bowling at the wicket. And well, w- that's what England didn't do for a lot of the morning. Yeah, what well, I would say that was a, it was
0: a fantastic piece of bowling from Jasper Bumrah to get rid of Robinson. Because Robinson played well. He, re- he really did. He gutsed it out with Butler. And there was a point where you thought England might survive, but... Boomer ran the wicket. It was. It was you know, he rolled his fingers over yeah. it. And it was. It was almost yeah. like a fast off break. It was a love, lovely piece of bowling just to yeah. change the the course of the game again. And that's what he, that's what happened at England innings. They had periods of where it was there was a lull, and you thought India not getting anywhere here, and suddenly bang bang, quick wickets. And that's what that's what Boomer was able to do. And then uh, Siraj uh, finished it off, and England England bowled out in just over fifty overs. You talk. You know. You talk about that that. That softness to, to England's batting, and they, they they seem as if they've got lots of problems. But they they play. I think one of the points is they played so well for three days. I mean, they surprised us all. We was, I was saying after the first day, I think India you know India got this. They will go on to win this Test match, and then England really you know three days of really good sustained Test match cricket uh, from England. But goodness me, didn't didn't India come back and uh, you know counterpunch brilliantly in that final day?
1: Mm. So let's hear from Joe Root and, and Virat Kohli actually on their thoughts about the match and where it went wrong for one and right for the other.
2: Even after that first hour, I felt like we were in command of the game, we were in control of things. Um, and I think a lot falls on my shoulders as captain. Tactically, I think we've done things slightly differently given the time again. may have gone about things slightly differently. Um, but, you know, I think from a bowling perspective throughout this game, the everything into it, they performed very well for for large periods of that second innings, they were outstanding and um, yeah, I, I, it's just disappointing that um, we didn't manage to close out that innings how, how we could have. I want to probably look back at it and and, and look at some of the field placings maybe the, the way that we bowled at them, I think maybe could have, have looked at attacking the stumps a little bit more frequently um, using the short ball uh, as more of a surprise. Um, so, yeah, I think as well, like I say, you've got to give them a bit of credit. They, they scored in some very unusual areas, but it made it hard to, to set certain fields um, or conventional fields. And you're trying to manage taking wickets and, and not letting the, the game unravel and get away from you. So I just maybe would have, have taken a little bit more time um, and, and probably you know, brought more modes of dismissal into the game sooner got to keep being better at building those big partnerships and you know, we did it well for periods in this game in the first innings me and uh johnny put on a big 100 partnership there's a good partnership between me and mo and a couple of others as well um we just need to do those for longer and be better at, at making those really count I and mean, when we get get um something going between two players we've got to really make it make it last and um f- be probably a little bit better at starting our innings as well finding a way into the into
3: the match with the bat look when uh, you know um the uh, the partnership between boomerah and shami first of all to uh, to start the day was uh, so so good when your bowlers go out there and show so much heart um and you know put up a fight like that it just uh, pumps you up um and uh, you know they the bowlers were were waiting uh, to have a crack at them Um, so yeah um, we we knew that after lunch the declaration was going to come and the bowlers were really keen and really looking forward to it uh, to go out there and you know we knew each of them would have to probably bowl 10 or 12 overs so they they were really really looking forward to going out there we knew the pitch was a bit up and down and you know uh, an opportunity like this to win a test match doesn't always come so it was um, you know uh, we were all very very keen and very very excited as a pack so yeah to go out there and put up a performance like that is very special uh, I think this win will um, be right up there for me um, and for the team. I think, like I said, you know, just just coming to England, uh, playing in Lords is always, uh, you know, there's always a hype about it, and there's always, you know, the um, as a team and as individuals, we look forward to it, and um, you know, especially after what happened in 2018, we lost really badly. Uh, so uh, you know, we you know to come back here and and win a game is uh, you know will obviously go down. Um, as one of our best games for me, and um, yeah, like you said, the bowlers have been relentless. Not just in this innings, but even in, in in the other, like the four innings that we played in this series, they've always, you know, been right at the opposition, and they've done the job for us. So. Um, yeah, uh, you know it only. Sp- this is this is the kind of performance the bowling unit has put up in the last two three years. So um, we aren't surprised with what they've done today. Um, you know that's why we also felt like we had a real chance of winning the test match with sixty overs to bowl.
1: That of course was Kale Rahul, the man of the match for his excellent first inning century, and not Virat Kohli. The Insurance's In With Heart tour took Lydia Greenway to a children's session in Bristol to see the good work being done by the project, supported by Fund for Runs, to attract young girls from the South Asian community to cricket. But that is not the only work being done with help from the initiative in the city. Bristol West Indian Phoenix CC is a well-established Caribbean cricket club based in the city with three male teams turning out. Bristol West Indian Phoenix CC will be using the additional cash from Funds for Runs to now develop opportunities for girls' cricket at the club and to create a welcoming environment.
0: So victory for India by 151 runs, ultimately a, a crushing victory and a, a psychologically damaging victory uh, perhaps, a you know, really big blow struck by India, the circumstances of it on the final day. We both thought at the start of this series that India were the better side; that they would go on and, and win this series. I said I thought India would would win the series by uh, two matches to one. How difficult a challenge do you think it is now for England against this Indian side, with with so many problems really in that England uh, lineup? So many uh, question marks against sort of various
1: aspects of the team. It is hard, but I don't think it's any harder than after the first test where. England were sort of pretty much outplayed at Trent Bridge and had a bit of an escape with the rain on the last day. So, uh, and I think, you know, one or two questions may have been answered in this test. Uh, I don't think that Dominic Sibley should play again. And it's interesting, actually, if you if you sit in the uh, in any of the hospitality boxes with former England players, they just can't understand how uh, Sibley, I mean, one former England player said Dominic Sibley is the worst opening we've ever had, England opening we've ever had. I mean, he has made a test hundred, so it's perhaps a little bit harsh. But I thought actually the way that Hamid set up set up in the second innings today was promising. You know, the massive pressure, having uh, got out first ball in the first innings and coming in at naught for one in the second innings, with uh, you know the bowlers absolutely on top of their game and India expectant, and he resisted. I know he did get out for nine, but he stayed in for quite a while, and he looked to me competent and without the, the pressure of the situation and in slightly more favourable conditions, say, um, I think I can see him being a success. So uh, I thought that was one positive. Um, you know, the, the number three issue is going to be, so I'd move Hamid up to number two, and then you've got to find a number three. Well, it's either Oli Pope or David Milan for me. And though both of those guys have got decent credentials. Uh, Root obviously played brilliantly, Airstow, I thought, you know, really shaped up well. Um, Butler, yeah, I think he'll come good eventually. <laughs> People probably, I mean, he's averaging something like nearly 50 Butler in his last 10 tests or something. So he's actually got a, a reasonable, a recent record. Um, and then after that, Curran, they, you know, Sam Curran didn't have a good game. Uh, he might miss out. Um, they do need, but I thought Mowing shaped well. Um, so you know, there's a few things that, that, that England can be quite positive about. I think.
0: Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. Okay. I'm, not sh- I'm not sure there are uh, loads of things to be positive about. I mean, Joe I sound like one of the uh, <laughs> I sound like the England captain, don't I? Being well, positive after they've lost
1: by 151. Well,
0: runs. well, you, you've you've got to try to you know think about posit- being positive, haven't you? If, you? if you're in the England camp, of course you have. But I think that, I think there are so many issues. Uh, with this England side, and it, it do, it, of course it does start at the top of the order. I think one of the problems is that there are there are no sort of really obvious solutions. And perhaps if there were obvious solutions, they'd have tried them already. It, it's it's clear to me that uh, Dominic Sibley has to be taken out of the side. Uh, for now, whether he comes back in the future, that that remains to be seen. But he's, he's he just looks well. He he's so out of form, and you know when he is out of form, it looks horrible. He's not scoring any runs, and he and it, that's happened for a long time now. He was part of their long term strategy, opening with Rory Burns in Australia. Uh, to, to me, that doesn't look a viable one at the, as we stand at the moment. You know, out, out from not eleven in this game, we thought it was a big game for him. He hasn't produced. I Hamid, well. Hamid, Hamid's been out three times in this test match uh, f- for nine runs, so I don't, I don't, see, I don't see conclusive evidence yet uh, in favour of Hamid, but of course you, you can't just... Jest Sorry, can you explain one, that? Why is well, he been out three times? Well, because he was out for naught in the first innings and he was, he was dropped by Rohit Sharma at slip. So, I, you know, in, in a sense, I, I see that as an out. You know, that, that catch should have been taken. It wasn't. I know, I know, you know, to be out, you obviously have to take a catch. What I'm saying is, in normal circumstances, he would have been out there uh, early on for 4 and then, of course, he was LBW uh, for 9. So, you know... He he offered he offered opportunities to the bowlers. Okay, it was a big game for him, uh, under pressure, and you know he's obviously given him another chance, and he's been in decent form. But uh, you know there have been so many uh, down moments for him that I wonder if this you know he, he's absolutely ready at the moment to to come back into this. Test match side, does, does there need to be a bit more evidence of his uh, ability to you know, sc- score big in, in, in red ball cricket? Anyway, that's, a, that's only my own view. I, I wish him well. I think there's a lot of goodwill uh, towards him, but I, I don't see him going to the top of the order. When, when, when I see him going to the top of the order, I don't put him there with a great deal of confidence and a, a feeling of that you know, he's, just, he's certain to do well. But give him a, give him a go, because I think they've got to take Sibley out, and then I think it's, you know, it probably is Olly Pope at three, or, or David Milan. Uh, Olly Pope's not batted very much at three, but where does he fit into this England side if you've got Root, uh, Bairstow, uh, Butler, and Moen Ali. Butler I thought Butler, I thought did really well today, actually. He showed a real steeliness. Mm. You, you talked about mm. him, you know not being in great form recently, but you know, he really did tough it out. Okay, he only made 25, but runs were irrelevant. Uh, he was so frustrated to get out that the ninth wicket uh, you know, just before the end. So, uh, yeah, there were there were some signs of optimism there, uh, but the bat the batting is a real issue. I mean, it, somewhere along the line in this series, Joe Root is not going to score big runs. Well, actually, he didn't in the second innings, did he? He got he got 33, and England lost the game. Uh, you know, if he'd stayed in, that they might well have been able to to, to save it. So. Uh, England's batting looks really vulnerable to me. Lot, lots of problems there. Uh, however, you shuffle around the the deck chairs, uh, it looks a it looks a pretty rocky deck uh, to yeah. me. Uh, as far as the bowlers are concerned, uh, you know, Robinson excellent. Uh, Wood they ran in and, and did well in this Test match. Uh, Got uh, some life at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's, but you know they're, they're missing bowlers, aren't they? That's that's one of the problems. They're missing bowlers. You know, no Broad, no Archer. And, and no Stokes, mm. no Stokes, no Wokes, so no Wokes, no, no Wokes. Wokes. So I mean, there was talk that Chris. Well, there was talk that Unless Chris Wokes, well, Wo- yeah, there yeah. was talk that Chris Wokes would miss the first two Test matches. But you know, has, has he got the bowling to be ready for a for a Test match? Cause you can't just suddenly turn up and bowl uh, mm. because you're you're at your risk of injury. Uh, presumably, he is bowling, you know, in, in in the nets or whatever, and ticking along, but. Is he going to have the cricket to be ready for a Test match? That's part of the problem, isn't it, with the the, the way the, the the schedule is, with no championship cricket until September. You know, it, it's a big problem. So it, it might be inter, you know just roughly same again, but mm. I think I think they've, they've got to, they've got to take Sibley at out, out the side. Um, mm. I, it, it it's inevitable, really.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, but I guess uh, you know we'll find out in due course. The next Test isn't for a, a few days, nine days. There's a bit of a gap. Uh, in the meantime lots of celebrations for india and uh, i we we should give uh, the in with heart award today to someone who's a bit of an unsung hero for india but he's emerging as someone who really has the passion and the ability to to be a fantastic test bowler mohammed siraj who uh, finished the innings off today finished the match off took eight wickets overall and actually uh, he's not your kind of conventional Seam and swing bowler, as someone like Mohammed Shami is, or even Ishant Sharma, he's got a bit more. Um, I suppose I, I think he's. I think of him more as an Indian type of bowler because he's skiddier and he tries to hit the wicket and hit the stumps rather than trying to move it around. He does change his grip on the ball and bowl kind of wobble seam deliveries and things, and he's obviously learnt from watching the the more. Um, precise operators like Anderson and and Shammy and so on with their variations, but he's he's improving with every game. He's at the batsman all the time, and uh, it's so sort of it exudes this sort of passion and zest. So, just you, you you wouldn't be thinking of of him as as one of the top Indian strike bowlers six months ago, but he's proved it in this series so far. And so I think we give him the In With Hard Award today from LB Insurance. Do you agree?
0: Yeah, fantastic, absolutely fantastic, uh, Mohammed Siraj. Uh, d- delighted for him, and he's got that lovely memento as well. I don't know if you noticed at the end of the game, he knocked over Jimmy Anderson, and his first thought, well, he, you know, he was sort of celebrating. He's running down the pitch. First thought: I want one of those stumps. <laughs> And he ran down. He picked up one of the stumps and then ran off with it. You know, great, fantastic moment uh, for, for a you know a youngish bowler, a relatively inexperienced international bowler, to take those those winning that winning wicket in a in a Test match of Laws. And also, I mean, fantastic as well. The, the crowds over the last few days, twenty five thousand in today. Uh, for this final day, uh, they, I think they probably could have fitted a few more in as well. They, they they said there were no tickets available, but the top tier, the tavern stand, was sort of mysteriously uh, empty. Anyway, great, fantastic occasion! All, over a hundred. Mexican 000. wave at Lords. How about yeah, yeah. that? I didn't. I even participated in it. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you'll, you'll lose your place on the MCC
1: committee by admitting that, <laughs> won't you? Well, no. no we actually, the t- I got no. I got some of the other committee members to to join you? in as well. But luckily, we weren't in the pavilion, which always gets the boos. Because yeah. they did. But even so, actually, even to be fair, even the members in the front row of the pavilion had a go. I think those who could stand up. <laughs> yeah, did, they oh, I, I didn't well notice done.
0: that. I mean, no, normally it sweeps around two thirds of the ground, and then gets to the you know the, the far end. And no, a few just, members had a but, go as it? well. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, good, on, good on them, good on them. Although, actually, I'm not. To be fair, I'm actually not a huge fan of a uh, Mexican wave. The cricket actually was good enough not to have not to be distracted by a, a Mexican wave today. I mean, a br- brilliant mm. day if you're a, an Indian supporter. And if you came you know, came along this morning feeling sort of tr- a bit trepidatious about the the day ahead and, and nervous, but then there's a real sense of exuberance really. Uh, the f- mm. First, the batting, the, and then the bowling. We know one of the, one of, the sort of those great days for for Indian cricket. On tour, they won in Australia, and you know they they look well placed and good enough as as we suspected at the start of the series. They look good enough uh, to win this series. I mean, they could easily be two nil up. Uh, we, won't, we won't know about uh, Trent Bridge, will we? Um, they needed what 150 odd on that on that final day, but they they look good enough to win the series here. And uh, you know, he, headingly next week is going to be a a big challenge uh, for England. Mm,
1: yeah, yeah. Well. It's it set the series up brilliantly and I, I, as you say England have got to find something from somewhere because these Indian players are going to keep coming at them both with bat and ball. So we're, we, I think we're set for some, some lively cricket anyway coming up. England have to fight back somehow. Uh, obviously we'll be there at Headingley to bring you a, a report about each day's play. In the meantime, just to, to mark your card, this Saturday is the final of the hundred. And so we'll be previewing that uh, uh, on Friday when also the new issue of the Cricketer Magazine comes out. And the new issue of the Cricketer Magazine, actually, uh, the cover, it it says heart and soul. And basically, we've divided the cover up into test, village, county and the 100. So much cricket to watch and enjoy at the moment. And we'll be previewing, as I say, the final of the 100. We don't yet know who's in that final, but we'll be proving that men and women on Friday, and of course back for the Headingley Test match, the LV Insurance third test of this series next week from Wednesday onwards. So thanks for listening and join you then.
0: Podcast Network.